Welcome to the Simple Church Podcast, where we're committed to helping you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. Let's get to today's message. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm so glad that you are with us today. I hope you enjoyed the time of worship. We are going to jump into what we're doing today because we've got a big day lined up for us. Today is Vision Sunday. I love Vision Sunday on this holiday weekend every year. We take time to pause on the teaching series, and we, we take time to reflect. Like, my goodness, that's so important that we do that, that we reflect on where we've been this year and what God has done. We celebrate that. We talk about this is the way the rest of our year is going to look and, and, and then take some time to figure out what is it God has for us now, some time to recalibrate ourselves to that. Now, 2020 has been an interesting year. And before I get there and get a moment to kind of review what God has been doing in us, through us, for us, let me just share this, that I think there are some great pictures that have captured how all of us together collectively have felt about 2020. So let's take a look. First of all, if 2020 was a hula hoop, this is how we feel like it would look. Nothing but barbed wire. That is hilarious, my friends. If 2020 was a car, nothing but a dumpster fire right here. That's what that is right there. How about if 2020 was a bag of chips? And yes, these would be terrible, by the way. Orange juice and toothpaste. What about if year 2020 were a vegetable? Of course, it would be kale. Uh, I'm trying to like kale, but uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm making do with it. If 2020 were a pinata, holy cow. No. If 2020 were a pinata, that's very dangerous and seems horrible. If 2020 was a sound, if you know, you know. Maybe we can get it to, to the sound effect right. <laughs> there you go. That's Janice laughing. If 2020 was a man bun, this is what it would look like right here. And if 2020 was a slide, it feels very dangerous, feels very abrupt and aggressive. And last but not least, if 2020 was a person, Toby Flenderson from The Office, folks. He is literally the worst. Now listen, I, I don't, everything's not doom and gloom here. I know there's been a lot of disappointments. I know there's been a lot of difficulties in 2020 so far, uh, but there is plenty to celebrate as a church. So let me do this. Let me start off with a few numbers that I want to share with you first, all right? So 51, 0, 1, and 20, all right? 51, 0, 1, and 20. No, that is not the combination on my locker in high school. These are the numbers of uh, our year annually. So 51 is the number of people that have said yes to Jesus so far. You may feel like, Aaron, I have no frame of reference for what that means. Well, let me tell you, last year on Vision Sunday, we had 57 people that said yes to Jesus so far through the year, and that was for 2019. 2020, as terrible a year as it has been, we've had 51, and I thank God for that, and that's something to celebrate. Zero is the number of baptisms we've done this year, and for reasonable reasons, I guess I want to say, is because, well, we haven't been able to gather together, and so that's been a very difficult thing. It's a very touchy subject. Uh, so, so while this is like a big fat bummer because we would love to celebrate when people take their next step of faith in their faith journey by getting baptized, being obedient to what Jesus called us to do, it's just not been possible so far this year, but I've got some news for you and we're going to share that in a moment. One, one is the number of people that have actually gone through our growth track. Well, with 2020 being the way it has been, growth track is something we normally do and we celebrate this number because, man, people are taking their journey to understand God's plan and purpose for their life. And though it was just one, that one person to me is really important because that person found a way to do it in the middle of a pandemic. That's right. They contacted us and said, we know you're not meeting. We still want to walk through growth track. We hear you talk about it and we wound up doing it with them in a very um, adjusted circumstance. And we would do that for anybody that, that is ready to do that, to get on their spiritual journey and take growth track. So this one person, and you know who you are, I celebrate you. And then this last number is 20. It's not just 20, though. This is actually $20,453. This is the amount of money that as a church we have given away this year so far to missionaries, church plants, and local outreaches. So for the numbers, I say, well done, Simple Church. Now, for events, this year. We always like to talk about, hey, this is what we've done, and this is the kind of, of, of success we've experienced, but I'm going to share with you uh, the normal events that we do and the things that were on our calendar this year that we had planned, uh, Easter services, 
marriage retreat, our dream team party, uh, the 4th of July fireworks, and our parade, the kids conference, the first ever kids conference we were going to do, our mission trip to Honduras with 19 missionaries ready to go out, all canceled due to COVID. That's right. This thing is not just impacting us here in the city of Reynoldsburg and Columbus and the state of Ohio. It's around the world, and it's shut us down in so many avenues that we just haven't been able to do much. The one thing we were able to do, our birthday party, we turned it into a virtual environment and did our, our, uh, our, our birthday shindig over Zoom, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, but but so far, that's the way the year has gone, and we have even more things that we planned for this year that due to COVID at this time, we're not able to do. So let's keep moving on, all right? COVID-19, here's the thing. Once this stepped onto the scene, everything changed for us. And some people are uncomfortable calling this it our new normal, and it's at least our new normal for now. It's until things get back to a newer normal. This is our transition period. This is where we find ourselves. And as a church, we had a responsibility to figure out how we were going to respond so that we can continue making the impact that God has called us to do. Because a response of sitting around and doing nothing, making excuses, saying everything is closed, this is too hard, we don't like Zoom, we don't want to do virtual, we want to meet in person, all those things that, that we could have said, we felt like those would not lead us to the outcome we want, which is people that are, are reached, that are far from God, and people taking their next steps and following Jesus. Like, we just didn't feel like we could do that if we just sat back and did nothing. So we chose to have a response. We talk about this, this formula uh, in, in our church culture of E plus R equals O. The event, which is COVID happening, nobody's in control of that. We can't control that. The R, E plus R, is our response to it. And the O is the outcome. Well, we wanted to have a big outcome. So we had a huge response. In fact, I was praying, God, what do we do in this season? Like, I was looking for a do, and God gave me a vision for how we are to look at everything we're supposed to do in this season. It comes from Colossians 2.2, and this is Paul, who, by the way, Paul was a church planter and a pastor, and he would set up churches, and then he would write to them because he wasn't able to see them. He was a long distance away. It's not because of disease or sickness. It's because he just had this gap of, of distance, didn't have a way to communicate with them outside of that. But he wrote this about one of the churches that he had set up and walked away from and had the distance between. I kind of can relate because so many of us have not seen each other since COVID started. But he said in Colossians 2.2, and this is the vision the Lord gave me, he was, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. Man, that's what I as your pastor want for you. I want you encouraged. I want you to love each other. I want you to have complete confidence to understand God's plan. And it all comes down to Jesus himself. So we wanted to make sure that we continue to show you Jesus and gave you opportunities to show others Jesus. And so that's what we looked at. So okay, these are going to be our responses. So we set up what we call our online campus so that not only could you watch these Sunday services, but you could interact with each other, right? You could, you could have the complete confidence to understand God's plan because you're learning it. You're staying connected to his word and you were connecting with others. That's what this comes down to, connecting with God, connecting with others. And so we set up studios. We set up, uh, we took our kids' content and we, we make fresh kids' content every single week. We were pushing it out there on Sundays and then we were pushing out kids' content on a daily basis for a while when the pandemic began. We took our third Thursday's lessons, which are leadership lessons for life. When do we do it? Third Thursday. It's the third Thursday of the month. And we took those and put those online so that you could continue to grow in your leadership. We took daily Bible studies, which we didn't have before, but we wanted you to be encouraged. We wanted you to come out of this with some biblical literacy and an opportunity to connect with others. So we set up daily Bible studies over Zoom at 11 a.m., Monday through Friday, and even one on Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m., and those rooms were filled with people. We had 35 people in there at one point in time. I mean, God just blessed us through these daily Bible studies. We also uh, decided to care for one another. So many of you guys had lost jobs. In fact, one of my buddies in the church came to me and said, Aaron, I feel like God is leading me to give some gift cards for people that are struggling, that have lost their jobs, and maybe don't have uh, you know, the income anymore right now. You know, those, that are, those that are not considered essentials, those that are restaurant workers. And so he bought gift cards and spurred others onto good works 
as the scripture tells us to, and challenged other people in our church to do it. And man, we had grocery gift cards pouring in that we were able to distribute to all kinds of people who had lost their income just to show up without them asking and say, God bless you, we love you, we support you, we know that this is a difficult time. We also started a feeding program for children uh, in an area of our, of our community off of Livingston and Bryce Road, right here in Reynoldsburg, serving kids, giving out meals to them Monday through Friday. Uh, they could come every day and get meals. Man, it was just a wonderful time for us to be able to continue to show people the love of Christ. And man, we had a bunch of people do that, and I'll share the numbers on that. But, but not only that, we felt like, man, we're not just castle builders here. We're kingdom builders. And so we opened up our resources, all that we were doing, and we offered it to any church. We shared it, pushed it out, and said, if you need help, we're willing to. We had four churches take us up on that, and we helped them with their getting online, getting their lighting, their studios. They, we even let them come and film in our studio so that they had their messages ready for Sunday morning and sharing it. Uh, and, and so we, we love doing that. And even our staff members here at the church took on coaching other pastors around the state of Ohio for free, by the way, just to coach them and help them figure out what their next steps were. Like we were committed to, to this vision that God gave us and our response to COVID has been incredible. And I hope, I, I hope that you've been blessed through this season. I hope you've had an opportunity to bless others. But, but we know that God has been working in us, for us, and through us. And I've got a quick video that I want you to take a look at to hear from some people and some ways that God has been doing just that. Take a look. Let me tell y'all a story. So I recently moved back to Columbus and I've been selected to serve on the diversity and inclusion committee at work. And a few Sundays ago, Aaron's message about break me encouraged me to pray and ask God to break my heart um, to see what he was going to reveal to me. And per usual, um, it was outreach, which has been my calling for a long time. So through that, I was encouraged to go back to this committee and speak with a board member and express my interest in becoming a part of the outreach for my company. So um, the feedback I received was excellent and it got me to thinking, what if my entire purpose of coming back to Columbus, Ohio was to be selected on this committee to become a part of the outreach to then serve through my job, my community, through my church, um, everywhere. So now we're just kind of in the uh, stages of developing what this will look like, and I am super excited. In these uncertain times and millions of people that were getting laid off, someone showed up at my doorstep and handed me a gift card, and it was just so nice that someone thought of just little old me. Um, so if you need help or you're in need of something, just reach out because there are people that are there for you. I really didn't think the pandemic changed my life a whole lot because I don't have a job. I don't leave the house a whole lot. So I didn't think anything was going to be changing for me. But then God started making me feel really uncomfortable. So I thought, okay, what does that mean? And I tried to read about it and I actually Googled it and said, why is God making me uncomfortable? And a couple of things that I read said God makes you uncomfortable because he wants you to do uncomfortable things so he can grow you. Okay, what does that mean? So I got frustrated because I felt like I wasn't getting an answer. And I said, fine, I'll just say yes to everything that makes me uncomfortable because that'll show them, right? So I went to Bible study the next week. And my whole thing about Bible study was just sitting there and not talking, not joining in. And Aaron said, hey, Shirley, you've been awful quiet. What do you think? So I had to open my mouth and say, I don't get it. And that made me really uncomfortable to, to admit that I don't understand something. Um, a few days after that, I got asked to do an online growth track, which growth track doesn't make me uncomfortable, but adapting to an online format. And then in the end, adapting to an over the phone session made me really uncomfortable. Um, a few days after that, I got asked to do a Bible study session, which was scary. So I said yes. And then after that, I got asked to do a grow group, which was terrifying, so I said yes. But it took God working on me and Simple Church working with me to give me the opportunity to be obedient and through that obedience to grow. So I'm really excited to figure out what I'm uncomfortable about next. 
Um, since the uh, pandemic, um, a lot has changed in my life. Um, at first, um, I had an overwhelming fear of what was, you know, going on and afraid that I would get sick or a family member. And I reached out to God and he comforted me. And um, not long after the pandemic, we started having um, uh, a group meet every morning for uh, daily uh, prayer and um, reading in God's word. And um, that gave me a sense of comfort. And then after um, several uh, days of Bible study, uh, Pastor Tim asked me if I would uh, do a Bible study. And I, you know, at first I was like, oh Lord, this, you, you can't call on me. You know, I can't do this. So, um, you know, I accepted it and I told Tim that I would do it. And, uh, so through that, I feel like God got me in the habit of being in my Bible, studying my Bible and drawing my source of, of strength and comfort from him in that time. And, um, but I just am so thankful for all the people that, um, that were there daily and that you know, stayed with our Bible study. We just really grew, grew as, a, uh, as a group and we just, I loved it. We, we just loved each other and helped each other the best we could. And I just am so thankful for all the things that Simple Church has done to keep us connected and to keep us together. And um, it's just been a, a really great experience as far as that goes with the church and uh, has, has helped me get through all of this. Despite all of the craziness that 2020 has brought this year, um, we have found out that we are expecting our first child in January. And with that, we have decided to follow God's leading and move to Reynoldsburg because that is where the church is at right now, not just obviously in a building, but in the community out serving and being so far, we aren't able to be really a part of that as it happens. And we were looking for a house and we found one that we weren't so sure about, but we put it in an offer and we beat out 19 other offers in this crazy market. So we knew that was just completely a God thing. Um, so if you are wondering where this is leading and how this year is gonna turn out, just have faith because God will lead you in the right direction. So just continue to follow him and have faith that he's just gonna work out every single detail and he'll work it out for your good. Listen, their stories, as impactful as they are, their stories could be your stories. If you don't have a story to tell, maybe there's something that you need to embrace in this season, and I want to encourage you to do that, and I'll share with you what that could possibly be in just a few moments. Now, as we carry on here, God has continued to do work through us, through our missional work, which is, man, this is basically where we're sending money. We are funding the work and the gospel uh, that God has uh, available out there. We've, we have partnered locally with the Dream Center, with the Heart Food Pantry. Uh, with the Dream Center, we did a grocery drive. We also did a feeding program. This has been uh, this year, but through COVID uh, specifically. And uh, that, that um, uh, the feeding program, we gave out 584 meals and had 181 team members volunteer to be on those teams because we needed four or five of them every single day. Uh, in, in addition to that, we are still sending funds to the Heart Food Pantry. We have local missionaries that are, are serving the Ohio State University, specifically Kenji and Sierra, Sierra Kuriyama, and uh, we continue to fund them. We have Missionaries International as well that we fund uh, in Estonia. That's Kirsten Edinger in El Salvador, uh, Don and Terry Triplett and Julio Martinez, and in Indonesia, the Struss family. And uh, I just need you to know, the stories of what God has been doing through the pandemic and even in pre-pandemic uh, in 2020, because of your generosity, because you are giving, 
the stories that have been coming in from those missionaries are fantastic. And man, we just, we just want to celebrate uh, that. That work in particular is uh, just incredible. Final area we want to celebrate is our church planting efforts. We are a church that believes that we should be planting churches and that we should be serving and, and helping that effort because, man, a new church plant in a community makes a huge difference. And uh, so not only do we give financially to church planting efforts, but we also partner with church plants. This year, four church plants we are working with, Rhythm Church in Chicago, Illinois, Kingdom Impact Church right here in Columbus, Harmony Church in Columbus as well, and New Life Church in Apex North Carolina. And uh, so, listen, you are making a difference by being part of this community of believers, and uh, we are living the big mission together. And I'm just so thankful for all you, you have done to be part of this. Thank you for, for your generosity of your time, your treasure, and your talent. We have a lot to celebrate. So if you would, over in the comments section right now, come on, Simple Church, let's just celebrate together, man. Now, that's where we've been this year, and I guess the question is, how are we going to end the year? Because normally at this point, we have some very solid plans to share with you and to ask you to begin praying about. And the truth of the matter is, if, I, if my answer could be summed up in an emoji, it would be this one. Right? Like, I, I don't know, because here's the thing. We have some plans, and I'm going to share them with you. But as things change... We are adjusting and adapting to an ever-changing environment, and so I'm going to share with what our, change, what our plans are and know that we hold on to those things very loosely or what we call with an open hand, that, that if they are allowable, they will do, we will do them. If we can do more, you better believe that we will do more as well as they come along, but these are currently what we have planned. First is that our Grow Groups launch this week. That's right, Grow Groups launch this week. There are a bunch of different groups that are available for you to join you need to be in a group, and I'll tell you more about that why later, but you can do that. There should be something uh, in the chat box right here, and if you're watching this on YouTube, should be in the description, or visit our website, mysimple.church, and you can, you can sign up for a grow group. Um, you don't even have to attend our church. You can join groups. Some of them are being offered virtually. We would love to have you in there, all right? Some are in person, some are virtual, some are both, so take a look. Uh, also, our next series is our neighborliness series. Jesus' simple command to love God and neighbors can feel overwhelming when our neighbors look and live differently than we do. Um, so I, I think that ra uh, racial, political, and economic tensions across the country have resulted in deep dividing lines that can be intimidating to cross. And what we're going to do is learn how to become the neighbor that Jesus called us to be, right? So uh, that's our next series. That'll start next week. Please don't miss that series. It'll be a series, I promise you, that will impact you, and it'll be one that you're going to want to share with others and invite them to. So, so go ahead and invite them to them. And uh, the next thing is we're going to explore monthly gatherings, all right? So our very first one, we're talking about finding places outdoors or in, in larger facilities since, you know, Simple Church, we're, we're, we don't have a building at this time. We're in these studios, and we're on a hunt for a building. So we're looking for spaces and places to gather once a month in, in safe ways. And so our first gathering is Saturday, September 26th at 6 p.m. at Huber Park. That's right there in the middle of the city on Davidson Drive, right next to the YMCA uh, in Reynoldsburg. So we are going to have a time of worship outdoors. We're going to do that safely. We're going to have precautions, something that you can uh, I use to identify yourself to say, okay, I'm I'm okay for hugging, I'm okay to talk to you, but at a distance, and, and nope, don't approach me at all. So like, you can, you can visually indicate how comfortable you are with people. The city is requiring all of us to wear masks when we go, but, but listen, this time of worship is not just to sing songs and to hear a message. We have child dedications that got canceled earlier this year that we want to do. We've got people that are ready to get baptized, and we're going to do that. We're going to take communion together, and listen, if you want to get baptized, you want to have your kid dedicated, man, just make sure you register at the link being shared right now uh, to be able to do that. Everybody else, if you're just attending, there's no need to register. We'll be ready for you. But if you want to participate in those two things, make sure you register so we can be prepared for you when you come. But, but we are so excited about our gathering at the park. So that's Saturday, September 26th at 6 p.m. And then we're going to look to do that every month if we can, if we can find the space and the place to do that. So this will be our first one. Second, 
Uh, we, we, last year we did this, uh, we, we purchased and delivered in partnership with the Dream Center Thanksgiving meals to uh, people in parts of the community that needed them, and the Dream Center helped us identify those, and we look to do that again this year. What a great outreach it was. I don't know that, this, that, that um, we haven't heard from them specifically that they're going to do this yet, but this is definitely what we hope to do, uh, and in this environment, I certainly believe that they would, but, uh, but we're going to do that. Uh, we always do a Christmas toy drive. Uh, we, we generally do that with the angel tree, but not having a tree with the tags on it and a place where we can gather and you're walking by and can grab them. We're going to have to figure out how we do that. So I know that we're going to do a toy drive. I'm not sure what, what shape that's going to take yet, but just know that we will do this. And I know that's something that is very near and dear to so many people's hearts, and we love to do that. So know that that is coming We'll have details released about that in November. And then, of course, our favorite series of the year, At the Movies. Yeah, we love that one because, man, it's a great time. We watch movies together, which are modern-day parables. Jesus used parables to, to get people connected to the truth in God's Word, and, and we do the same thing. But here's the thing. It's very difficult to do this online because of uh, licensing and copyright laws. And what if we took this series, At the Movies, and literally did it? at the movies. So we are investigating that right now and figuring out uh, if we can use the Marcus Theater in Pickerington to gather safely, of course, social distance. So maybe we get the biggest theater in there. We have no idea. And then are able to air our services and gather together, worship together, and uh, just let that be one of our monthly gatherings uh, in November. So, and then last but not least, of course, is our Christmas Eve service. This is how we always wrap up our year. It's the last service of the year. We are uncertain of the details of this at this time. We know we want to have it. It's a tradition. We will sort out a way to do it so that we can, we hopefully can gather together. Um, but we, we definitely love this service and are looking forward to, uh, to hopefully things opening up uh, for people to being open and facilities being open for us to be able to use because in December, it'll definitely be a lot colder. So... That's how we'll wrap up our year. And then, of course, throughout all of it, because I mentioned it earlier, we don't have a building right now, but we are on the search for one. So know that we're looking here in the city of Reynoldsburg for that location. That is our target market. We want to be here in the city. We've, we've had some leads on, on buildings that are outside of the city, but we feel strongly that God is leading us to a building here in the city. So we are praying, we are looking, and we'd ask you to join us in both of those things, to pray and to look with us. So... Uh, now listen, I understand that some of that, as I'm sharing it, it's like, I want to be excited, but I'm uncertain. That's where we're all at. We are uncertain about what the future holds in particular, but here's the thing that I do know, that all the uncertainty that you and I feel on a regular basis in this environment, in our world now as it sits, should be overshadowed by one thing, and that is the certainty of our God. Psalm 46 says this, God is our refuge and strength. It's not our finances that are a refuge and strength. It's not our certain schedules. It's not, it's not buildings that are open. It's not the eradication of COVID-19. It's not any of that stuff. It is God alone who is our refuge, means our safe place, and the one who strengthens us. He is an, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. We're not going to let uncertainty trouble us. We're not going to let that be something that shakes us out of our patterns, that shakes us out of, out of worshiping God, out of reading our Bible. We're not going to let that disturb us because that's what fear does. Fear is polarizing. I don't know if you know, you've ever been like really terrified before, but fear tends to make you just <clears throat> freeze up. We're not going to fear. We're not going to be those guys. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the, into the heart of the sea. Like this, this is like worst case scenario. doesn't matter what happens. We aren't going to be afraid that uncertainty is not going to be anything that troubles us, and that's a choice that we have to make. God has plans for us, and we know that regardless of what hap is happening in our world, COVID-19, mountains falling into the sea, whatever may happen, turmoil in your home, relationships that are going wrong, loss of job, loss of finance, loss of a loved one, no matter what it happens, we know that God is certain. In fact, there are four things throughout Scripture that we know for sure that he desires for you in the midst of whatever it is you are walking through, especially in this pandemic, and they are these things. And we talk about these all the time, but you look through scripture, these are four things God wants for everybody. He wants you to know him. He wants you to find freedom. Because man, you have got some, some stuff 
in your past that you need to unburden yourself from. You've got some, some luggage. You've got some experiences. You've got some trauma and some hurt that you need to be free from. And some of you, you've experienced freedom, but you need to keep on doing it. You need to keep on letting God expose the stuff that is in there because I'm certain you've got baggage you know about, and I'm also positive you've got baggage you don't know about. So let's, let's be committed to this. God wants us to find freedom. He also wants us to discover our purpose. Man, I know some of you are on board for this. Most of you, anyway, that have been hanging out in Simple Church, you're on board for understanding your purpose. But things have changed, and what have you done? Have you said, God, what is my purpose now? We need to be on board for that. And then to make a difference. Like, this is it. Like, it is a powerful thing to have ourselves cared for and to have certain, certainness in our lives and to have our schedules regulated and all like all that stuff is great we need all that but the greatest thing that each human being needs in their life is something that maslow identified in his hierarchy of needs as something called transcendence transcendence which means you go beyond yourself and you start serving others in other words you make a difference in someone else's life and the thing is is though maslow said this we see this in scripture that this is our calling this is why we're here is to make a difference. So, like I said, a lot of you know these already. A lot of you have taken steps in doing these things. But my question is, how are you doing now in these things? How are you doing now through the summertime schedule that is pretty interruptive? How are you doing now in the middle of a pandemic where, where things have not been normal, where everything's been disrupted? How are you doing now with these things. So some of you have pushed back and said, well, we're just waiting on normalcy. We're like, we're not going to do the Zoom thing. We're not going to get online and watch church. We would rather have what we had, which is a Sunday morning service together. Listen, I, I understand you're waiting on normalcy. We're all looking for things to go back to normal, to what they were. But the wrong response is to stop doing these things altogether, to stop pursuing what God has for you, his plans for you. That, that means reading your Bible, that means praying, that means attending a church service online. It means, it means serving, giving, it means making a difference in other people's lives, connecting with others. Like we've just, we've got these excuses. And what happens is, is, is if we hold on to those excuses, the areas in our, in our lives that we have done well with this, they're going to begin to drift. This is something called entropy, where, where it, it's human nature, even if we didn't have a pandemic, even if it wasn't summertime, where things just kind of, like we catch a vision for something and, and, and we get excited about it, we start accomplishing things and things start getting better and then we just kind of drift. We, we forget, we leave something as it is. And when you leave something as it is, instead of intentionally working on it and instead of intentionally adding some effort and some energy to it, things don't get better things just get worse. In fact, entropy is a gradual decline into disorder, and that's what happens. I mean, consider, consider your body. Like, if you, don't, if you don't work out and watch what you eat, if you don't have a, a diet that is regulated, if you just kind of drift and do whatever, your body eventually winds up in disorder. You may not wind up in, like, overweight, but you may wind up in a physical state where you are not strong, where you are weak, you don't have high energy. Like, that can happen. It can also happen in your marriage. If you aren't intentional about adding energy and effort into your marriage, then your marriage will drift. It will not get better. It doesn't happen on its own that way. In fact, when we talk about marriage, we talk about people saying, well, the grass looks greener somewhere else. Well, the grass would be greener wherever you water it, right? So like, you can write that down. That'll help you in your relationships. Like wherever you spend energy and effort, that's where the grass stays green. That's where things get better. If you just leave it alone, your marriage and your relationships will just drift into decline and disorder. And here's what you got to understand. God has a plan and a vision for your life. And it's easy for us, especially in this environment, where accountability has been lax, where, it's, where nobody sees, you know, whether you're there on a Sunday, whether you're serving. It's so easy in this environment to let entropy slip in and to experience it where things just kind of wind up in a decline. And you better be careful. Paul prayed this because he knew that this was human nature. So don't feel bad if this is what's happened to you. It's human nature. Paul prayed this as a pastor and a church planner. He prayed for his people who said, I keep asking. 
Not that he asked it once. He says, I keep asking. And this is what I, I pray this for you guys all the time. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why, Paul? Why? So that you can know him. And most people, if you just stop reading right there, that's great. You say, well, I do know him. That's not what Paul's goal is. He wants you to know him better. He wants you to know him better. And we can all know God better. God is an eternal being. He has been here since before time began. He's been here since way, I mean, like eternity past. He'll be here eternity future. There's parts of God that we don't understand or even know. And we can always know him better. Amen, everybody? Like, we can know him better. This is what Paul prayed for us. He goes on to say, he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. He says, so, so if you look at this, you're like, well, Paul, you just needed a biology lesson because you don't have eyes in your heart. You have them in your head. No, no, what Paul is talking about is the eyes of your heart. In other words, he was saying, you see everything in this world. You see every relationship. You see every person through the eyes of your heart or the eyes of your personal experiences. Whether that is good or bad, you look at everything through the lens of those life experiences. And for a lot of us, those experiences are things we need to find freedom from. They've been traumatic. They've been difficult. They've been painful. And we've added a whole lot of behaviors to our lives that aren't, aren't biblical and they aren't serving us well anymore. And we've got to find freedom from those things. And for those of you that have found freedom in some areas, we need to keep on finding freedom, like I mentioned before. Paul prays again. He says, in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you. In other words, so you got to find freedom. You, you got to get this freedom and get, and get your eyes set clearly so that you can see things rightly so that you can do this, so that you can know the hope to which he's called you. See, that's the next part. That's the discover purpose part. In other words, if you can't see clearly, if you can't see yourself and others rightly through the eyes of, of the way God sees you and the way God sees things, then you can't tap into your purpose. You, you just not, you won't be able to do it effectively and even in the right way. Here's why. He says, this, this, is, this is the point of it. It's to know the hope to which he's called you. That there is knowing that you have a reason and a purpose here on this earth is your hope. Man, I, I know what that's like. I absolutely understand that. Knowing why I'm here gets me through so much stuff every single day. Knowing that God has a plan and a purpose for my life to make an impact and how he wants to do that in other people's lives is what gets me out of bed in the morning. It's what's kept me driving and pushing and passionate through this, this pandemic. It has been difficult, but it's definitely been the driver. We need this hope that's attached to our calling. I want this for you. Paul, Paul prayed this for people, and I pray this for you too. And here's the thing, if you don't have this, if you don't know why you're here, if you don't have this hope that's attached to your calling, then you don't get this last part, which is the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. In other words, God's got something for you. It's an inheritance. An inheritance is something you get like at the end of a parent's life or someone, something somebody leaves behind for you. What God has left behind for you is people. It's people. And you get this connected, this glorious inheritance. You get this by being connected to him and his people. So the inheritance is people and you get this in his people. Like it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's in people. That's how, it, how this is all going to play out. Varies based on your gifts and how you make a difference. But it's all about people. It doesn't happen alone. It happens in groups of people. When you are connected to a body of people together, we'll make a difference and people become our inheritance. That means that, that people groups are, belong to us. That means the city of Reynoldsburg, it belongs to us. Columbus, it belongs to us. Our schools, the recovery communities, they're all our inheritance. And if we can get together, we can know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference, our inheritance are these things. But we don't get this inheritance unless we discover our role and know our calling. And we can't live out our calling unless we find freedom from the hang-ups that we've got in our lives. And we don't get freedom from the hang-ups, freedom from the addictions, freedom from the brokenness until we know a God that can free us from those things. So today, my, my goal is just to give you a quick checkup. 
just ask you, how are you doing with this? Because I'm certain that all of us have experienced, experienced some entropy, either because of summertime, either because of the pandemic, or, or maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you've just laxed a little bit. Maybe you've stopped altogether in your spiritual disciplines. But, but the first thing I, I'm going to bring you back to is know that, that when you're experiencing entropy at all in your spiritual relationship with God, the first thing you need to start at is just knowing him. No, knowing him. And the first thing I would tell you to do, the way that you press against entropy, is to keep a close watch on your spiritual temperature. Like, keep a, keep a watch on this because this is a, a real, real spiritual issue, and it's not as big as the heaven or hell issue. This is not about this. This is about the understanding that your spiritual life impacts the rest of your life because you are not an earthly being having a spiritual experience. You are a spiritual being having an earthly experience. Heaven is your home, not earth. Paul says we are citizens of heaven. That's where we belong. We're here just passing through. That means that someday our bodies are going to pass away. Bless the Lord God Almighty. We'll receive a glorified body and we will be new beings. But we're going to have to take care of our spiritual lives. And the Bible says this about us. Never be lacking in zeal. Like don't, don't, don't ever stop like trying, putting effort towards being zealous, having, having so much passion. Uh, but keep your sp- spiritual fervor serving the Lord. So don't be lacking in spiritual fervor. Keep it. Hold on tight to it. It is your responsibility to hold on to it. Because why? Why is it my responsibility, Aaron? Why isn't it yours? Why? Because I can't do that for you. I can't have a personal relationship for you with God. And if you don't do this, then entropy drifts in. If you just leave things alone, that relationship will die out. You need to flame, uh, flame or fan that, that flame so that fire gets bright again. Some of you, you just need to light it again. Simple way to do that, man. Get up tomorrow morning. Do the first 15. Five minutes in prayer. Five minutes in worship, singing a song. And five minutes reading your Bible. Like, come on, you got this. I know there's sirens going on out there. Don't worry about them. Bless, God bless them and the people that they're going to serve. Amen, everybody. So it's easy to get back in. Like, just return to the things that you used to do. Man, get connected to a church again. Even if it's not this one. You're like, Aaron, this is not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for online. There are some churches that are meeting and gathering. It's a very different experience, but if that's what you need, do it. Be committed to doing it. You, you can get connected to our church and learn more about us. I mentioned Growth Track earlier. We're still offering it in an online formats, and we would love to be able to do that with you as well. There is a connect card that is being posted right now on our online campus. If you're looking at YouTube or even on Facebook, go up to the description and you'll find a connect card. That connect card is going to be really important for the rest of what we're doing because it is the way that you can get back in and on board for what God has for you. That connect card, market, I'm interested in growth track. I want to know more about your church. Uh, you can also get connected to us, uh, to our people right now through watch parties. Watch parties are, are gatherings that are done safely around our community. People are gathering together on Sundays to watch the service. They're a lot of fun. The fellowship is great. And I'm telling you, if you've been missing that, that is a great way to do that and to gather safely in this pandemic. Because here's the reason why we do, the, do those things, because we need to know God. We need to know God. And it's our responsibility to keep a watch on our spiritual temperature. Now, as we check in on our finding freedom. A lot of you, like I said, you've already found freedom in some areas, but you need to keep finding it. And the best way to transform your life is through relationships. And so to avoid entropy in this time, in this area, you need to make time for authentic relationships with other believers. This is so important because we've been holding on to a lot of excuses like, well, it's not easy. Listen, it's not the way it was. It may not be for a long time. You need to adjust and adapt. Use FaceTime. Use your phone as a phone. Have a Zoom call. Have a backyard gathering where everybody keeps their distance. You know, they can enter in through the back gate and you have a bonfire and have people stay away from everybody. Like You can do it. Use the creative juices that God has put inside of you through his Holy Spirit that is there. God's a creative God. His Spirit dwells inside of you. You can do this. Ask him for help. You can do this, but you're also going to have to, in your effort to be creative on how you do that safely, you're going to have to make time for it. It means you're going to have to turn off the TV, put down your phone. You're going to have to put it in your calendar. That's how I know it's important to you anyways, by your calendar and your checkbook. It's going to have to go in the calendar so that you can make people a priority. 
And this is your responsibility. It's not simple church's responsibility. It's not government's responsibility. It is your responsibility to make sure that you have authentic relationships with believers. That is your responsibility. That's why we have nine grow groups available for you. They launched this week. There's a button being posted right now. Click it. It will help you get connected to a group. I don't care. If you need a group, get in a group. Go ahead and do that right now. Click the button. Start looking for the group. Because here's the thing. The Bible says this about relationships. Hebrews 10. Let us consider how we may spur one another. Now, you can't one another someone if you're off by yourself. You've got to be with other people in order one another. So how we can spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. It goes on. It says, but encouraging one another. And all the more, as you see the D, that's day, that's a capital D, that's a, the day of judgment, approaching. See, Aaron, this is important. Why is this important? Well, here's the thing. The, all these one another's that are contained here, you got to be around people to do it. you got to find a way to do it. It's important that you make time for authentic relationships with other believers. Because what keeps us healthy in the area of finding freedom of, um, and, and to keep us from drifting into entropy is maintaining these relationships. You say, Aaron, well, I've been on social media. I'm on that a lot. I've increased my presence and my time there. I'm interacting with a lot more people. Listen, social media is not a real, it's not social. They are not a great virtual relationship. They're not social. You're still alone and no one sees you because you know there is a day when you're the weight of your life, the weight of the circumstances, the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And when it is, you wear it on your face and you need someone to see your face. They need to see you to see how downtrodden you are because it's easy on social media to say everything is okay, I'm fine, and take a smile for just a moment as you take a picture. Listen, you need somebody that is face-to-face that can see you and say, I'm not leaving this space until you tell me what's going on and we hash it out and we pray together. You need somebody in your life. That's why you need to get in a group. A lot of us, a lot of us need to do this to get back to it, to make a commitment to those authentic relationships. The next area is a lot of us still need to know the, our, our role in the body of Christ. In fact, studies say that nine out of 10 Christians have no idea where they belong in the body of Christ. It means they feel like they don't belong, which is just such a, such a pain in my heart, guys, because I want you all to know where you belong. And that's why we end up in entropy here in this area of discovering purpose is because we have an improper view of ourselves and because you don't know why you're here. You don't really realize that there's value to your life. So what we need to do is make sure that we see ourselves the way God sees us. That's so important. In fact, Scripture says this, Romans 12, it says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Now, this, this phrasing, don't think of yourself more highly, the Greek word for it is, really just means incorrect view of yourself. So don't have an incorrect view of yourself, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In other words, get a proper view of yourself. Again, that's the, that's the Greek word for it there, is to have a proper view of yourself. And how do you do that? In accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. In other words, faith is God's view of you, and that's his view. So, so, so you need to see yourself through God's eyes. That's what this scripture is telling us. D- don't have an improper view of yourself. We all have an improper view of ourselves. We've counted ourselves out. We've disqualified ourselves. We say that we're unqualified, so, or maybe somebody else has told us that. We're looking at ourselves through the wrong view, and we need to look at ourselves the way that God sees us, through the eyes of faith. The verse goes on and says, just as each of us has one body with many members right? So we're all different parts. And these members do not all have the same function. We do different things. So in Christ, we who are many form one body. We're all different functions. Together, we're better. I mean, like we can live without certain members. I can, I can cut off my finger and still live, but I'm better with it, right? So I can do more and I can do, do, do have a greater impact and I can do it faster with you than I can without you. We are better together, Verse goes on. It says, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts. Now, I like the way that ends because that tells me that I belong to you. And if you are a Christ follower, you belong to me. We belong together. If you've been looking for where to belong and, and the places that 
you've been looking for it. You're not finding real belonging. You're not finding real meaning. It's not filling that hole in your heart. Know that you belong in the body of Christ. In fact, we would love to get you connected with, with why God has you here on this earth. We do that through Growth Track. Fill out the connection card. Say, I want more information on how to be involved. That'll trigger that. And get us. we'll reach out and we'll tell you, here's your next opportunity for Growth Track. Some of you, you did that. You went through Growth Track and you, you served. But you say, Aaron, with the, the pandemic's hit, what now? I'm glad you asked. Because it's important that we discover purpose in each one of our environments. That we understand why God has us here and what now. Because since the pandemic, many of you that served coffee, served in the parking lot, or host team, held babies, ran the lights and the sound system, none of that is available anymore. But there's great news. My team and I have been working diligently to put together a list of opportunities and places where you can still be involved. In fact, that link is being shared right now on our online campus. It's also connected in our, uh, in our descriptions on Facebook and YouTube. Make sure you look there, and it'll tell you how. You can click that, and it's got a full form. You can say, man, there's, there's tons of stuff that you can do in an online format. Oftentimes, a lot of it can be done from home and from the safety and comfort of, of, your, of your, uh, your, your safe bubble, like wherever you feel comfortable, right? So you can do that. Click that now. You can still serve and, and have your purpose uh, be fulfilled. So understand that there are lots of online serving opportunities. And here I'm going to check in on one last thing. This is the, the area where we say, all right, well, we're going to make a difference. And, and entropy oftentimes sneaks in here because it can be tiring to make a difference. It can be, it, it's a whole lot to consider. It takes time in our calendar. It takes energy from our bodies. It takes energy from our minds to be able to do that. And here's the, here's the one way that I can, I can think that entropy can sneak in on this one is that if we think too much about earth and we're enamored with stuff here, we're enamored with our own schedule, we're enamored with our TV shows, then what happens is, is we will, we'll drift into entropy. We'll, things will get worse, not better. And the way that we combat that is we need to make sure that, that we're not living for earth, that, that we live for heaven, not for earth. That because we can't get too comfortable here. We, if you get too comfortable here, then you forget all about heaven. And, and here's the thing. The reason I say live for heaven and not earth is because in heaven, there's stuff that's going to make it there. But it's not the stuff you think. It's not money. It's not your job or your career, your success, your degrees. It's none of that stuff. The stuff that makes it to heaven from all of our efforts here on earth is people. That's the only thing that makes it there. And if we focus on here and now, on our stuff, on our successes, we'll forget about people. And we won't make a difference. Paul said this in Philippians 3. For I've told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes. This really troubled Paul. That there are many whose conduct shows they're really enemies of the cross of Christ. They're headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. In other words, what they want. It's, it's all about me. They brag about shameful things and they think only about this life here on earth. Now, Paul's okay with us enjoying stuff, but he doesn't want us to fall in love with our stuff because this can't be us. Instead, we need to remember this, that we are citizens of heaven, that where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. That's us. We're waiting on him to come back, so we can't focus on the here and now. We have to focus on heaven because someday, here's the deal, when you get to heaven, there are two judgments the Bible bears out that will happen. One is, did you accept Jesus? Was Jesus Lord of your life? And they look in what's called the Lamb's Book of Life, and if your name is in there, then you enter into heaven. You're in. But once you get into heaven, there's another judgment that happens. And at that judgment, it's, it's where they look at the totality of your life. It's what did you do with Jesus? What did you do with what God gave you? All the time, the treasure, the talent that he gave you. What did you do? And what you did with him is known as the, the, the quality of our life's work. And Corinthians says this about it. But the day is coming when fire will reveal the quality of your work. In other words, there's, there's a day when God's going to test it. Was this good? And if what you build survives, you'll receive a reward. This is the rewards that we have in heaven. And if the fire burns up your work, in other words, everything that you've worked for, if you focused on just here and now on earth and didn't make it, make make it a priority to make a difference in somebody's life, didn't make people a priority at all in any way, well, that'll burn up. Your degrees, your money, your stuff, 
your big house, your fancy car, all, all that kind of stuff. It'll burn up. Your vacations, your memories, your pictures. It'll, it'll just all go. And you'll, but, and you'll lose the reward, but you'll still be saved. So this is not a heaven or hell issue. This is just about the rewards that are to be yours in heaven. So we have to refuse to focus on temporal things and make sure that we focus on the eternal things. Because if we focus on temporal, we'll miss the eternal. And I don't want a whole bunch of people at our church that are going to make it to heaven, but miss out on the reward. Amen, everybody? So today, let's just take inventory. Let's be honest. God, how am I doing in all this? You need to ask God that question. How are you doing with knowing God, finding freedom, discovering your purpose, and making a difference? Let's pray. Father, today I pray that this message would be just a little bit of a shaking uh, in a way that would just bring us back to your vision for our life. Help us, God, that as, as we are looking into our own hearts on these four areas, this, this vision that you have for our lives, that as we look into these four areas, God, that you would just reveal to us where we've drifted, where, where we've allowed entropy in. And uh, God, I pray that as we repent, as we turn our hearts to you, that uh, that we, as we seek realignment with your plan and purpose for our lives, Lord, that you would just meet us where we are, that you would lead us and guide us back to your plan for our life. Now, for those of you that are here right now that you're tuned in, and man, you would say, Aaron, I want that. I want what God has for me. I want to be part of his plan and purpose for my life. It starts with knowing God. And maybe at one point in time, you did know God. Maybe for those of you, you've never known God. You've never been connected to a church. You've never been connected to your heavenly father. Maybe you've talked to God at some point in time, but you didn't know how to connect with him. This is how you do it. You receive what he did for you through his son, Jesus. And we sent Jesus to this earth to live a perfect and sinless life, to pay for all the sins of humanity through the sacrifice of his perfect life on a cross. He died, was murdered brutally, rose from the dead three days later. And now, because of what Jesus did, our sins can be forgiven. God wants to fill us with his spirit to empower us to live a full and fulfilled life here on earth and give us eternity in heaven to enjoy him and each other. So if you want that, God has a plan for you. He has a pathway for you. And it begins with this prayer. And if you're gonna pray this prayer with me, Right now on your screen in our campus, there's a little button that says, I'm saying yes to Jesus. It's in the chat function. Click it now for us, please, and, and uh, pray along. Say, Jesus, I need you. Come into my life today. Forgive me. Fill me with your spirit. Show me how to live for you. Lead me to live a full and fulfilled life and to make a difference in other people's lives. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Man, if you prayed that prayer, all of heaven is celebrating with you. We celebrate with you too. Come on, guys. Celebrate with people over here in the comments. Let them know that you are proud of them for taking their very first step in their spiritual journey. Now, if you did take that step, if you click that I'm raising my hand button, you'll notice that a box popped up that is our Connect card. Fill out that Connect card. Let us help you on your next steps in your spiritual journey to, we wanna get you a Bible. We wanna show you where you need to read in that Bible. We wanna help you in your next steps through baptism and more. You're not meant to do this alone. You belong here with us and we wanna help you through that. Help us identify who you are and how we can help. Even if you live in another state or another city, we'd love to help you find a great church in your community that you'll love to attend. So please connect with us, fill out that connect card. Uh, at this time, we are going to uh, receive our tithes and our offerings. If you are prepared to do that, you can do that lots of different ways. Uh, you can do that digitally. That's our main way to do that. But if you need to send in a check through mail, all that information is here on the screen right now. We have a P.O. box. You can also text to give, which is my favorite way to do it. Text any dollar amount to the number 84321, and it will set you up with for your first time choosing Simple Church and, and your bank account information. But after that, all you have to do is text the dollar amount and, uh, and it will go. And we thank you for your generosity. We've already shared all the ways that it is making a difference and we appreciate you. All right, last couple things I'm gonna share with you before we close it out. Remind you that we start a brand new series next week. Bro Groups launch this week. Get in a group, get in a group. Also, man, it's really exciting. We've got kickball going on right now. Our team, the Simple Church team, the one Kick Wonders so far this year are undefeated, and uh, we'd love for you to join us. They post their schedule on our social media account. 
Uh, it's there every week. You can click on it and see. You can also check with the city of Reynoldsburg if you can't find it on our social media account. But we'd love to see you out at a game. They do require that you wear a mask from the car to the, uh, to the sidelines. And once you're seated, you can take your mask off. But we'd love to have you come out and cheer our One Kick Wonders on. They are on Thursday nights, and the games are 6.30, 7.30, or 8.30. So just need to figure out the time for the game each Thursday and come out and cheer them on with us. All right, guys. Hey, we love you so much. God bless you. Make sure you tune in next week for our brand new series, Neighborliness. We'll see you soon.